0: should Za be allowed it's a Scrabble word oh that's a, yeah well that's easy though the answer is yes it is officially allowed but I also play by the rule that you can use it against me once and after that I will never play Scrabble against you until the end of time so go ahead and use it I'm just never playing with one and again. done I don't care I won This is the Stack Overflow podcast, episode 96, recorded Thursday, December 8th, 2016 at Stack Overflow headquarters in New York, New York, home to 25,484 street opening permits. So there are (laughs) at least that many jackhammers operating right now, one of which you will hear in the background, where more than 8 million people try to live in peace and enjoy the benefits of democracy. Today's podcast is brought to you by the Pizza Saver. Invented by Carmella Vitali in 1985, this four legged plastic gizmo has saved millions of pizzas from contact <laughs> with the top <laughs> of the box. That's the little pizza table that sits, table, in, that sits table. in the middle.
1: More like a stool. I call it a stool. Yeah, it's,
0: it's like a dime sized thing with four little plastic legs. Looks like an alien. Today's podcast is also brought to you by IBM Watson. What does the world with IBM Watson look like? With Watson, the world is getting healthier, safer, cleaner, more creative, and even more personal. That's cognitive that matters. Welcome to the IBM Watson world. On today's podcast, the usual crew, Vice President of Community Product, Jay Hanlon. Good afternoon. VP of Engineering, David Fullerton. Yo. And our news editor is Ilani Taki.
2: Hello, everyone.
0: And we have a special guest, the CEO of Fog Creek Software, Anil Dash. Hello. And an episode of Dr. Dave's Data Desk with Data Scientist,
3: Dr. Dave Robinson. Hello. I'm your host, Joel Spolsky. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks, Thanks, Joel. Hey. great to be here. This is not the first time we've had a Neil on, is that right? No, this is now the second time. Really? Only two? I feel like it's been a hundred. Thank you. Thanks. It feels like a hundred times that
0: I've been with you too.
1: It seems like a hundred times we asked you to come (laughs) on. It was like a few hours already today.
0: (laughs) So what's going on, guys? Internet. Anything? The internet? Okay. Mm -hmm. I came back from Helsinki where I was at a goofy conference. That's my rant of the day that I was completely and literally unprepared. Oh, and by the way, incidentally, this is supposed to be a rant. So I'll go ahead and rant. (laughs) At any given time, there's a person whose job is to make sure that if I give a speech somewhere, that the basic amenities for giving a speech, like having a microphone and and a place to stand, have been taken care of. There's somebody whose job that is. They have a list of things that they are supposed to coordinate with the conference providers, whoever the conference provider may be, to make sure that I have, you know, green M&Ms, of green, you know, that kind of stuff. Green ones. This time it was me here, and I told me here, listen, what's going to happen in this job is every single time I speak at a conference, we're going to discover a new thing that we need to request from all future conference providers that we never would believe that they're going to get wrong. For example, after many years of giving talks, it occurred to me because we had never had in my writer a demand that the audience be allowed to sit down. And at one point, I gave a talk <laughs> in which the audience was standing. That's like a one hour talk. The audience was just standing in the room. Just Wait, sort of what? standing. Yeah, wow, yeah. They had no chairs, and I was like, you know, it never occurred to me to require chairs for the audience. But you know, does that mean any time they clapped for you, it was a standing ovation? <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was. It was very good. But we started requesting that. One of the early ones I had on there is there should be a bottle of water because sometimes when you're giving a speech, this probably goes without saying to those of you that could imagine that sometimes when you're talking, you get thirsty, and then you go oh, I need that one, until you get. Glass of water, a cup of water, something like that. So my writer says there should be a bottle of water on stage, like on a podium, so that I can drink water. If I, it's not a ridiculous thing to ask for, and like ninety percent of the time that's already there when you go to give a talk, right? Anil, you've probably given yeah many, true. many, many public talks. Well, I have very specific demands about
4: my beverages. Oh yeah, It's I a lengthy say rider. Fiji.
3: I literally should say Fiji water just to make sure they get Anil, this Anil right. demands diet Crystal Pepsi. The that's clear, right. The clear. Right. Job. Oh nice. Vintage.
0: <laughs> nice. Vintage that you have to get from eBay. Exactly. Not made anymore. That's right. <laughs> Okay, so I got there, and they're like, we got your water. I'm like, cool. <laughs> I'm glad. They're like, we got regular water and sparkling water. And I'm like, okay, that's excellent. This is a fancy
1: conference. <laughs> this is a fancy place. Wow. Good. I didn't ask
0: for sparkling water. I don't want sparkling water. And Now I realize that I should have just put regular water on the list. But when I got out there, all right, so here's the, here's the configuration. This is sort of a long story, but they're doing this Viking metal kind of stage production concert. Show where it's sort of a theater in the round. There's a round stage, huge audience kind of around it, wrapped around it at different levels. Giant fire pits to my left and to my right. Wait, what? Nice. Yeah, like actual fire. It, sorry,
1: is Viking metal a music genre? Yes. Sure. <laughs> okay. And I'm carry just on. calling
0: it that because the guy looked kind of Viking and we were in fire Helsinki. Pits? And, it's Scandinavian. Are yeah, they like, lit?
1: There's
3: like
0: fires yes, this, roaring this next fires to you. Fires roaring to my left and to my right. Okay. They did not have the fire falling from the sky, which they had for the previous doesn't matter. A shower of sparks.
1: Did you show up at the Olympics by accident? Is that possible? (laughs) The the whole
0: thing was overproduced, I will admit. But I walk out and discover that I'm standing on this circular stage, and I have no idea where to go and what the right place is to stand on the circular stage. So I stand sort of at the front, which seemed like the appropriate place to stand. And then I started thinking, where's the water? (laughs) Because I really wanted a drink of water at that point. And this fire burning, you know, (laughs) on my left and my right. So it seems... And then i realized that the way the stage was organized some of the speakers weren't really speakers they were like fireside chats and so literally by the side (laughs) of a fire behind me about 16 feet behind me were two comfortable easy chairs and like a little table and on the little table was two bottles of water one of which presumably was sparkling water and a glass so i am standing now at the front of the stage facing the audience standing up and giving my talk and if I wanted a sip of water, here's what I have to do: so turn around, moonwalk, walk backwards ten feet. I like moonwalk. moonwalk. Yeah, yeah. Just walk backwards. Yeah, I, th- yeah. I feel you don't have fall. command of the stage. I would fall. I would no, fall. you got to moonwalk. That's the rules. Okay, moonwalk backwards ten steps. That was walk, in their right. actually. When you agreed yeah. to
3: speak there, you agreed yeah. to moonwalk.
0: Bend over. I would have to bend over in front of the audience I while they waited. <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: that's, you're putting a strange amount of emphasis on the act of getting from normal height to the height you can grab a <laughs> bottle of water. It was on sort of a
0: coffee table. The water was on a coffee table. How I low to lean the table? Over.
2: It's a coffee Just table. Could, <laughs> you, could
4: you crouch? Was that an option?
3: <laughs>
2: not <laughs> with I his skinny jeans. That. I did not, not think Not with that. his skinny jeans, no. Uh,
1: when you're uncomfortable with a movement, squatting is never the better solution. All right, but never. crouch. I said crouch. It's risky. It's, <laughs> it's risky. risky. If I crouch crouched squat. Mm. It would have been awful. That was a crouch different than a squat. That's totally different. story. myself water.
0: Sorry. It's the only sound effect I know how to make. (laughs) Allegedly. (laughs) And drank the water and then resumed like one minute later, resumed like. Yeah, it's a a lengthy sojourn. So we now have on the writer, it's going to say, hidden from the audience, there shall be one bottle of Fiji water within reach of the speaker at the time the speaker is giving Mm. the speaker's talk. And a ball of green M&M's. You should really make this like a puzzle. I'm
4: surprised like the, about
2: the green, though. Like, you yeah. You know.
0: yeah. How long does it take to get water from Fiji to Helsinki? I don't. It can just be the, the bottle could come from Fiji and the water can be, can be, can be tap water do poured Helsinki, into a Fiji bottle. Do Fiji water
4: <laughs> bottles come from Fiji, though? Yeah. The water <laughs> The bottle doesn't. The bottle's from... That's uh, a great no, They bottle them they in bottle Fiji and they ship
0: them on 747s. Right. All right. The terrible idea. It's a really, it's it's like the Fiji least defensible, inhibition. dumbest idea. Like the Martians are going to come and be like, "Really, this yeah. is your thing?" Yeah. <laughs> like that's. Yeah.
1: I'm going to start Abu Dhabi water. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> Sahara. Saharan the beverage. Water. <laughs> yeah. So, Jill, you're still recovering from your Helsinki syndrome, is what you're trying to tell us, basically. Yeah. Yeah. No, but this is I understand are we now to do why. Each other, I don't know the, I don't the know other decorum. prima
0: donnas like myself end up with a ridiculous list of riders that makes them look like even more prima donnas than they are. Right. And people are like, well, you speak at a conference and you're like, oh, you
3: need Fiji liner? Okay, right, I can right. do Fiji. Yeah. Right. Well, I'm, I really feel like we can Turf. identify with that more now. Like, we don't <laughs> – this doesn't this sound totally reasonable once you tell this story.
1: <laughs> I still think your plan's under spec. They're going to need to know how long your arms are, what your comfortable, like, leaning distance yeah, is. Yeah, how, how is the... far are
3: you uh, comfortable yeah. leaning? You should dictate the height of Crouch the Crouch parameters.
1: Within reach is not. You can't code that.
4: Uh, (laughs) So this is like your rider is like test-driven development here. It's your
0: record of every bug that's ever happened in the past. Exactly. Exactly. That's what it is. There shall be chairs for the audience, Fiji water on the stage. I don't think of some of the other things. What's gone wrong in the past? Uh. Who hurt you?
1: (laughs) (laughs) No one may tickle Joel backstage prior to his speech. It's written (laughs) down now. now. Never going to happen again.
0: No. I used to have talks where I had audio to play as a part of my Mm. slideshow. Well, that doesn't.
4: Yeah. Why would you ever even try? That'll never work.
0: Yeah. This one, I actually requested that I be able to run off my own laptop instead of submitting the slides in advance. And they were like, sure, absolutely. And that was confirmed several times. And when I got there, they just looked at me like I was, you know. No, that'll never work. There's
4: never been an event where that works. The audio never works. The clicker never works. Right, right.
0: Oh, they give you a clicker to go out there with. Right, but it doesn't. Well, it has one button that advances the
3: slide, and then the back button resets the whole slide <laughs> Yeah, right, right, exactly. Right, turns right.
0: it off and switches.
4: No, there's I can't tell you little how many tiny times...
3: next button and yeah. then yeah. The one that starts everything over. There's yep.
4: so many times I've been to an event, and they'll be like, "Here's your clicker. It'll yeah. advance through the slides. If you need to go back, just shout out at the guy backstage, <laughs> <laughs> and <he'll... laughs> exactly, exactly. And he'll just like you know run back there and restart the entire thing. I was like, "That's not <laughs> to me. This is a problem that could
0: be solved in hardware." <laughs> Okay, that is, uh, that is a Joel Rant, one minute tech review. Ooh, what do we got? Usually Jay says, do we have a one minute tech review?
1: But you've already jumped to the very exciting answer that we do, in fact, have a one minute tech I review.
0: Really, I need to put on my rider for this podcast, like all kinds <laughs> of introductory music for the different episodes so I can just hit the bum, bomb, bomb, bomb. I mean, I, okay. One minute tech review. Okay, this is a weird thing that happened to me, which is that I was looking for a very specific piece of software to do a very specific thing, instantly found something, it was perfect, I installed it. That's going to be my first tech review. And then discovered, actually, I was looking for another completely different specific piece of software to do a very specific thing. Found a piece of software, downloaded that, paid for it, got the receipt, and discovered that it was the same company that made both of these things. So I'm going to review mm-hmm. them both. So it's going to be two 30-second tech reviews. The first one is a product called eyeglasses with the letter <laughs> I.
1: Oh, these are phenomenal. These are, are. If you guys haven't tried these, if you have myopia, it's an amazing difference. It's just, just <laughs> phenomenal. <laughs>
0: With the letter I, Jay, like eyeglasses. Oh, 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 sorry.
1: Apple has revolutionized vision. Okay, I'm excited.
0: What it is is a really simple app. You just install it and you run it. And when you're doing all your webcam things that you do, like talking on Skype or recording the weekly fireside chat for Stack Overflow or whatever it is that you're doing, you can then adjust contrast, color, hue, saturation, brightness. Make yourself look like an alien. And make yourself look like an alien. All those little buttons are there. And it just sort of intercepts itself in between your actual camera and the thing that consumes your camera device in a very simple way that gives you all kinds of controls that allows you to control what you look like. You can be upside down, black and white. Can it do Snapchat filters? Can I do like a puppy dog face? Some simple ones, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it does like the real.
2: Isn't this, they have this on Photo Booth.
0: Yeah, but you can't, like if you want it to work with
1: like this a webcam, in real time. app, like
0: uh, uh, okay. Skype or Google Hangouts. It, yeah, right. Skype, Google Hangouts, et cetera. It'll just automatically get in between whatever right. app is using your camera. And so that's awesome. And the other one is called Ecamm Phone View. So the next thing I was trying to do is somebody asked me, have you ever heard of such and such a person? And I was like, darn, I do. I know all about that person because I had a long text message with somebody eight months ago. It is definitely in my text message history, but I don't know who it was with or where it was. And there's no way to like search all your messages back in time. So I thought, you know what I should do? I should download all my old text messages off my phone into a big old text file, and then I can grab it and find out the answer to things. So I looked for a way to do this, and they have a little app called PhoneView, and among other things, it, you plug your phone in, or iPhone, and it downloads all your messages into a big old file it'll make a PDF of them. I got like a four million page PDF of uh, all my PDF. messages ever in time. It took about an hour, and Wait, it was literally – no, I'm sorry. It was six gigabytes. That's what I want. Yeah. You're like I'm sorry, a text so this, message is an, this is an app yeah. to download all of my
3: text messages as a
0: PDF. Nice. Yes. Well, optionally as a PDF. Though, I did a CSV. The first one I did a CSV. Oh, okay. That seems oh, way more the useful. The one true
3: format. Yeah,
0: which is convenient, but it doesn't show pictures, you know, like if you communicate oh. with your friends through GIFs. Oh, so the PDF is because of pictures. images. Yeah. GIF, like the peanut
4: butter?
1: <laughs> yeah, sorry. GIF would stand for graphical, not graphical. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, good. Unless oh, you're good. talking about
4: giraffe. A gift yep.
0: pronunciation debate. That's good.
4: That's... <laughs>
1: but hang on a second. Glad no, I was here for this.
0: Have we done that as a constitution No, question? maybe I should. I'd like to unsubscribe.
4: I've question. left
0: this Slack channel.
4: Oh, Anil, Sorry. you let really let should have
3: listened it. to the podcast before you agreed to come on.
4: I know. Uh, I don't. But just that, I mean, that's a little much to ask, isn't it?
1: <laughs> I have perhaps a silly question. Did you first try pulling down on the screen with your actual text messages to reveal the search bar in which you can type what you're looking for, and it will search all of your text messages for all time? Wait, are you smoking? Because I find that very effective. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: Yeah, the search Fold function down? is a good way to search things. Yeah. I know
1: you converting it to, if I understood correctly, some kind of cellophane film, and then <laughs> <Yeah>. scanning that on <laughs> microfiche might down. be more interesting. Go
2: back to the text messages, where and all the names it are. it to
1: microfilm, Jay. Oh, my Jay. God. And wow.
4: He- That's.
2: You just blew his mind, Jay. Yeah, they
4: just bilked you out of okay. like
2: $8. Okay. But at least you have more PDFs.
1: So. So your one-minute tech review for new, next week.
3: One-minute tech review on the search function. The company
0: is called eCam. It's got two M's. We'll put links in the show notes. You should definitely, if you need either of the ability. Oh, you can also download your voicemails and save them as. As uh, PDF. Uh, no, I think probably <laughs> MP3s and, uh-huh. uh, and a bunch of other stuff bunch of other stuff. Like, if you want your, your call history, you want to download that as Augvorbis. And store it in your uh, og vorbis, in your. I just, I'm sorry. I just love to talk about Augvorbis. What is Ogvorbis? Augvorbis
4: anyway? og is like the, like Richard the, like, Stallman's personal. Yeah, like exactly. Format. Right. It's like, yes. how dare you bring your IP encumbered MP3s into mm-hmm. my life? Mm-hmm. We need something truly open <laughs> and free. And free. That you can construct free free, free as in speech and beer. And beer. Uh, and then one true way is okay. my new format. Now
3: uh-huh. we're going to get angry comments on our blog post. Yeah, I know. Because like Ag- the Aquorvus
4: user is definitely listening. Like the guy. They can't. The one.
1: <laughs> no, don't worry. Don't worry. She's got a Windows phone. She has no way of accessing a podcast. It'll be fine. <laughs>
0: enough of that it is time for dr dave's data desk with dr dave robinson welcome dr dave robinson hello thank you for having me what's cool about this is we can have dr dave's data desk with other people it doesn't always (laughs) have to be with dr dave robinson it's the way that we set up the name of this segment i
5: should have put that in my contract Mm. (laughs) now i know Mm -hmm. for the future yeah
0: or it can be with dr dave robinson today with whatever substitute we decide like jason punyan or something jason punyan dave's Data desk with Dr. Dave Robinson. Today, Jason Bunyan. <laughs> anyway, we've got all the flexibility. We left in all the various options there.
1: So, Dr. Dave, thank you for joining us. Joel explained to me six or seven times you are not the kind of doctor who can help with my rash. I am so, not. we can skip the whole first section I wanted to talk about.
5: <laughs> you should see someone about that, though.
1: Thank you. Thank you. I, I don't trust your advice. Joel said I shouldn't. <laughs> Dave works here. He is our dating scientist in residence. And what I'm hoping, I'm already married, but I am optimistic. How would I use science if I were dating?
5: I think you'd use Match.com or a set like that that uses algorithms to match you with people you'd be well-suited for.
1: Okay, Cupid. Whoa. Aren't they owned by the same place now?
5: I've been married five years, too, so I don't really know how I'd use data science in dating. Wait, you did not use any data science?
1: So it's not dating science at all. Like, that's he did not use what data science,
0: but he
3: rolled it. Wait, his it's
5: own. a... dog.
4: Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs>
0: Oh, Jay. oh, dating
4: science,
3: right?
1: Oh my God! Okay.
3: <laughs> <laughs> a Terrible. Me.
1: Is there a sadder, a sadder <laughs> laugh? Okay, you may well be most famous globally at this point for. I believe you are, in fact, the person who was able to discriminate. We won't, we won't get into the specific politics, but there's like, there's kind of two different Donald Trump types of tweets, and I think you were essentially uh, you got a lot, a lot of press around being the person who was able to sort of. Differentiate between sort of, you know, let's make America great again and the core Trump campaign messages versus like the full Baldwin, like 3 a.m., you know, screaming at various things. Want to talk a little bit about the work you did there?
5: Yeah, that's right. Uh, The discovery is that Trump generally uses an Android while his campaign team uses an iPhone. And that had been suspected a bit before, but you can tell on Twitter which they come from. And by doing an analysis, I was able to show they do have really different behaviors. The Android is much more likely to tweet in the middle of the night. And it's much less likely to share a link or a photo and way more likely to use angry words.
1: So the late night angry words are the Trump as opposed to the handler. Are the Trump the on campaign. the Android,
5: exactly. And the ones in the middle of the day that'll have a photo and him waving, those are the iPhone and those are the campaign. So what is it about Android that causes all this anger? I think it's that they blow up. <laughs> I think if you're holding an Android, your days are numbered and you really have to, get, have to live while you can.
3: <laughs> so tell us a little bit more how you did the analysis there.
5: Well, there I downloaded a couple thousand of Trump's tweets, and each of them says it's Android or iPhone. And I used a software package that I've been developing this year with Julia Silge called Tidy Text that was able to analyze them and look for positive sentiments and negative sentiments and compare them. And you can find all that on my blog,
3: VarianceExplained.org. And that's open source, right? People can use that package themselves to analyze other people's tweets? That's exactly right. Yeah. So I even included the code in the post because generally
5: my audience for these posts is data scientists who want to look at some code and I did not realize how many other people would look at it, but Mm. they got a face full of code anyway. So was there a divergence
4: (laughs) on like time of day between the different devices and things like who was tweeting when and that stuff?
5: Yeah, there really was. Midday was almost entirely iPhone and any there were early in the morning is really when the Android Mm -hmm. Trump would wake up and start typing away. Yeah. Sure.
1: I like the phrase, they got a face full of code. Like, it sounds like something like P Diddy would say to explain the end of a big conflict he had in a club, a kind of digital club, they got a face full of code. So more recently, you just did a write up on some of the analysis you've been doing on Stack Overflow. You want to tell us a little bit about that?
5: Yeah. So in the data team, we've been doing a lot of really interesting analysis of what you can tell from Stack Overflow data and what kinds of questions people browse in different parts of the world really shows where programming technologies are popular. So here, there's a small sample of the kind of thing we've been looking at for the four biggest programmer cities in the world, which are New York, London, San Francisco, and Bangalore, India. So those are the four cities that the most Stack Overflow traffic comes from, and we looked at what kinds of programming languages were most used in those cities.
1: So for at least English-speaking programmers, those are the four largest cities by what appear to be population of developers, is that fair to say?
5: But this was traffic number of people visiting the site per day in one year. So this would be the four highest sources of Stack Overflow traffic. Together, they make up 11% of the world's Stack Overflow traffic.
0: Got it. Which shows that there's sort of a wider distribution of places where people actually program than many people think. In other words, the industry is not as concentrated in San Francisco as everybody likes to imagine.
5: Absolutely. Yeah. In the end, I think 4% of Stack Overflow traffic comes from San Francisco. Right. Uh, Yeah. But it's the most important 4%, darn it. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Yeah, people use Stack Overflow all over the world, and you really can't see it that way. Yeah. No, you understand,
0: those of us in the Bay Area already know how to program, so we don't need Stack Overflow. It's the people out there mm-hmm. in the provinces and stuff who have to copy and paste that code. From wow, that does, that does so sound forth. like a San Francisco
4: accent. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. a great <laughs> San Francisco
0: accent.
1: It's flawless.
4: <laughs> it's like your oh, yeah. water bottle. It's like the perfect sound.
1: <laughs> yeah, nailed it. Is that near the capital in the Hunger Games, San Francisco? Because that was what it sounded like. <laughs>
5: So I took a look at what programming languages are most used in each of these four cities, and you can really see four different profiles. So example is here in New York, we led in data scientists, including Pandas, a Python data science framework, are the programming languages that I used. Teams of things like uh, Excel led in New York. In San Francisco, you really saw Google and Apple technologies, a lot of things like Hadoop. And London led in the Microsoft Stack, which is what we here at Stack Overflow use. And in Bangalore, really led in Android. Which really we see that globally, a lot of the world's Android development is centered in India. So you can really see wow. these differences in languages that each city uses. But New York is the king of Excel.
0: I'm going to go ahead and explain all that. New York has the finance industry, as does London. And uh, let's see, I'm going to come up with a crazy theory now about Bangalore, which is Uh-oh. that as an offshoring center, it did a lot of Java and therefore had lots of skilled Java programmers who yeah, were uniquely qualified to switch to Android because that's a Java based programming environment. And so everybody wanted to build their own web app. And then sometimes they wanted to build their own iPhone app because that was cool. And when they needed an Android app, they were like, let's just outsource that to whoever is available that knows some Java. There you go. There's a whole theory that ties That's it right. all up that based on plausible. absolutely no facts wasn't, But yeah, that wasn't as offensive yeah. as I thought it could be. No, no. <laughs> That was good. <laughs> oh, you want the offensive. Yeah, it's good. You want the offensive one. It was good. You like want that... the offensive. Okay, so in World War II. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Yeah, I think the thing I would clarify is it's Dalvik, not Java, right? Because this was the whole lawsuit. (laughs) They're nothing
5: alike. They're Uh, just the exact same uh thing.
0: I'm sorry. I thought those were different. Um, Never mind. Anyway.
5: Well, actually, the other thing we can find is that Android development generally globally is negatively correlated with the GDP of a country. The the per capita GDP (laughs) of a country is lower, has a higher portion of Android development. Can we, make a, can we make a sound clip? Of it? Java
0: development is negatively correlated
4: with the GDP of a country. Well, this explains all the anger by the yeah. certain Android users, right? Like, Java is in Indonesia, I believe, which is
0: not a wealthy country. That's true. Very populous. That's, I think, exactly the reason. <laughs> Science. Science yeah.
1: So essentially, if you own an Android in America, like, you are the reason that our economy is collapsing. Basically, mm, that fair mm, statement. I don't think that's... No, now you're just well, making sense.
5: So I remember right. from grad school that correlation either is or isn't the same as causation. <laughs> but I'm going to go with, yes, it is causation.
1: Perfect. Thank you. That's very helpful. Right. What, if anything, was most surprising from what you learned there? Like, was there a country where, like, the technologies they use really just revealed, you know, these are people who are weirdly into birds? Or It's pro- probably less specific than that.
5: I me, mean, the strangest discovery I've had is that China is really into go. We don't have a ton of traffic from China for various Hmm. firewall-related reasons, but major Chinese cities such as Beijing and Shanghai have an even higher proportion of Go developers than Mountain View, which otherwise leads in the entire Mm. world in Go. And I thought at first this might be some kind of mistake, but I've looked around a little, and some other people have noticed this in terms of Google Trend things.
1: That's That's weird.
5: Yeah. Well, is it like a Google
1: Office there or something?
5: Uh, No. I think so.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. One theory I had throughout, we know we get an extraordinarily low percent of Chinese developers relative to what we would estimate the number that exists there are. Really? Yeah, absolutely. No, I didn't even know mm-hmm. that. Asia in general, but China in particular, we believe we have a much smaller percentage landing on stack overflow than one would expect from the, the developer population, which makes me wonder if it's like a sampling bias, which is to say, for whatever reason, they're all going somewhere else that is not us internally, that's probably in Chinese, and whatever that is may underserve Go for some reason. We could be getting like a weird sampling bias that the ones who wind up here had to come because that isn't well covered i'm guessing but we we know we have a very small sample
0: yeah that makes a lot of sense to me possibly yeah or just whatever the search engines over there have
1: whatever algorithms they have because nobody's using the normal google would you say that that kind of thinking qualifies me as a data scientist then (laughs) is it fair Uh,
5: sure unfortunately we filled the data scientist position otherwise you could have applied sorry jay
1: (laughs) so uh, then i can't make my wife call me a doctor i just it's not it's really not fair when only one of us is a doctor i think it's unreasonable (laughs) but (laughs) fine is your that's... wife a doctor? Yes. Yeah, my she... wife is a doctor. Yeah, she cuts people's faces. And it's legal. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs>
5: Wait, so, so, and yet you thought of me when you had a rash?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, let I'm, I think I'm we're just gonna... less concerned what you think about my rashes, <laughs> to let's be honest. I'm going to leave
4: that there. What about a data scientist? Dada? <laughs> yeah, would that dada? be... You oh, just... like a Dada scientist? Yeah, exactly. Dada.
1: I want to make a joke, but I can't remember which artistic movement it is. Too
4: much. High concept. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Oh, is Dolly? Is Dolly Dada or they just sound similar? They
4: just sound similar. Damn it. Yeah. Sorry.
1: Art history. Yeah. That's not going
4: to be the thing we're going to do
1: great on here. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So what's the most interesting thing you're working on going forward, most excited about where data is going to hopefully take us or you think we can learn from the other work you guys are doing here on the data team?
5: Yeah, so the data team, we've been working on some really exciting things, me, Jason Panya, Nick Larson, Kevin Montrose, especially on detecting what type of developer particular people are so that we can really provide this as a product. So this fits in with our product, DAC Overflow Insights. We provide these data and analyses about the global developer landscape so we can help clients that want to engage with developers if they want to hire them or make products for them. And right now we're working on new models. We can start detecting types of developers we previously couldn't. So for example, we're looking at, can we detect cloud developers, which is really interesting to a lot of clients and even people that want to advertise with us to help people that do work with cloud technologies versus people that don't. People that work with big data technologies versus people that don't. And we'll have the ability really for people that visit our site regularly, which is almost all professional developers, to tell what kinds of work they do. And there's so much we can do to help serve developers and help our clients as a result.
1: And so just to add some color. So when you talk about insights, I don't think we've talked about it in the podcast, but insights is we take some of the data we've used in analyzing all these developers and kind of what the patterns are, where they live, what type of developers they are. And in some cases, companies are looking for like where to open an office. We've worked with people who wanted to report and they're looking at two different areas, two cities potentially, or to figure out like what's going to be a better place to attract talented developers who work in their technologies. And we work with the city of London, we've worked with independent clients. Who are looking for better information, both in how they can hire better developers or make decisions that will let them be in the right places, be positioned. But the core of what you're doing generally, though, is we're trying to help us more effectively match developers with jobs, right, with less effort by them. Kind of one of our primary use cases of this data is that when someone's coming to Stack Overflow, even on the job ads, sometimes they're seeing if we're recommending jobs from our Stack Overflow jobs product, or I think now we're starting to use it more searching in jobs. To be adding information, so sometimes people will tell us what they want, but if they don't give us a lot of info, we can use this to put the right jobs in front of them. Is that is that all roughly on point?
5: That's exactly it. Yeah. So that would mean even if I didn't have a Stack Overflow account, when I visit Stack Overflow, I've usually visited R and statistics questions, and as a result, it'll give me data scientist jobs. It'll be suggesting them and targeting it that way and helping that people get connected to jobs is really important to our entire jobs product.
1: Awesome. Anything else you want our readers to know about data or Donald Trump or... Viewers. Our viewers. Our listeners. Did I say readers? (laughs) Third time's the charm. You don't read the transcripts of these? They're awesome. They're so funny. There's
0: people that sniff around the Stack Overflow podcast.
1: Well,
4: I mean, I wait for someone to text me the podcast and then I get it in a PDF and I read it.
3: And then he prints it to PDF.
0: (laughs) Right. <laughs> in Braille, exactly. So you're feeling it
3: exactly really
2: all
0: five senses. Emotionally there. feeling it. Yeah.
5: So yeah, I, I can tell you that of counties in the United States, the fraction of a county's traffic that goes to R is negatively correlated with the fraction that voted for Trump. Oh. Mm. What What are the implications?
1: Well, for? I think our readers all know what that means. Thank you for joining us, David <laughs> Robinson. Is the
5: more a county uses R, the less it tended to have it voted to vote for, for Trump. Trump. And simply, the more it uses C sharp the more it voted for Trump. Oh, I can mm. see that coming a mile <laughs> away. And, and as I said before, correlation definitely equals causation. So yes. I want to go back to the part where
3: everybody who's awesome at Microsoft Excel lives in New York. That's what yeah, I yeah, got. Yeah, yeah. That's what I, I took that. away. Yeah. New that. York
5: and London were pretty similar in Excel. Yeah. Let's just say New York.
3: I want to go back to the part where we can do Dr. Dave Robinson's data desk with someone other than Dr. Dave Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> arse, arse. Are, we we? are all We are all Dr. Dave. <laughs> all right. Well, this has been Dr. Dave's Data Desk with Dr.
0: Dave Robinson. Thank you very much, Dave. Thanks very much for having Thanks, me.
1: Thanks, Dr. Dave.
0: Brought to you by IBM Watson. What does the world with IBM Watson look like? With Watson, the world is getting healthier, safer, cleaner, more creative, and even more personal. That's cognitive that matters. Welcome
3: to the IBM Watson world. It's nice to have a real sponsor,
0: actually, for a change.
3: Do you think we could ever use Watson to answer questions on Stack Overflow? I have a secret to tell you.
0: People sort of stopped really submitting things to the site a long time ago, and it's just all being generated by, by Watson now.
3: No, no, Watson answers questions. Answer, answer Ask questions.
5: questions. Oh. I'm kind of worried that when general AI is invented that like the one thing blocking it will be some programming problem, and it'll go ask it on Stack Overflow, get an answer, and take over the world. <gasps> you know, this was actually, oh my god, now I'm scared. Because people used to say, do you think
0: there's gonna be a Skynet, it's gonna take over the world, it'll destroy, it'll take over all the computers, it'll decide that we're a bug, and just start to eliminate us. And I said that will happen, but at some point it will come to a screeching halt, and there'll be a screen somewhere demanding that we update Adobe Flash latest version, <laughs> mm-hmm. and it'll just be stopped. We stop and <laughs> we saved. But if what? it knows how to ask that question on Stack Overflow, I'm like I don't know, please click continue to reboot <laughs> SkyNet. Please, please click it. <laughs> ah, yeah. <to reboot.
4: laughs> uh, yeah, that's the thing is, you I'm know, you, scared. all learning systems you train them on what exists, right? So the, like, you train the system, and you be like, oh well, you're supposed to interrupt everybody's work and bring everything to a grinding halt every once in a while. And they're yeah. just going to replicate that plug. That
0: That'd be good. All right. As you know, we're preparing a constitution for Stack Overflow each week. We bring you a proposal and you, our listeners, will decide on whether that proposal becomes a part of our new constitution. So let's do the results from last time, which was more than two weeks ago. It's been a while yeah. since we've done a podcast. The last question was, is it okay to have a keyboard with extra loud clicky keys when you're sharing your office or cubicle with a coworker with the result? Of last week's constitution question, here's news editor Eilani
2: If We got a 75% pro. We should be allowed to use clicky keys. What? Clicky yeah. This is an outrage! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! yeah. Clear mandate Resounding from the pro yeah. on
3: Twitter. This was not a scientific poll, though. Mm-hmm. All right. Was there a best and answer? Yeah,
2: Brian at the best human, because they shouldn't be able to hear the keyboard over my trap music.
3: Um. Yes, correct answer. <laughs> Marked as best answer. Ah, uh, I demand a recount.
1: All right, I'll do it. I'll do it. What's trap music?
3: Oh, should
2: we put some on for
1: him? Is it like Viking punk?
4: No. Oh no, Viking metal? No. Right. Metal? No. no, it's not. It's
2: it's, it's not probably
4: it. it's probably the predominant. No, it's, it's
2: the music trapeze it... artists.
4: No, no. no. it's oh. probably <laughs> the Spanish Different. Okay. Of hip hop right now. Okay. Okay, It probably sort of evolved out of like Dirty South crunk. It's it's like oh, okay. I guess sort of, not good for
0: programming.
1: So this is this it's is like a spin off like kind of ludicrous Little John kind of thing. It's spun that, off that, that
4: era genre. But a little more modern, and it's, kinda, okay. it's got it's got sort of informed by a lot of sort of different global movements. It's a great distinct drum sound, and it definitely would go well with clackety keys.
1: See, Anil is a wonderful tour guide for we old folk who don't know what's how He was able to lead me right there through a genre I was familiar with. Lovely. Okay.
0: All right, today's Constitution question, pro or con,
1: GIF with a hard J. Are you kidding me? No. Really?
0: That's our no, question? No, uh, are That's... you kidding? You asked for it. No. This, but... is,
1: this is somehow both controversial and undisputably already settled, and so I can't believe yeah, yeah. It. It's, it's done. It's not settled. It's done.
0: Is it like GIFT or like giraffe? What does the first letter matters? stand
1: for? Graphics. It doesn't matter. It, 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 it What do you mean it doesn't giraffe.
3: matter? Ship has sailed. It's GIF. It is it GIF. Is, it is GIF. I
0: don't think it's GIF. It is I don't think it is it's totally GIF. He's the
3: only person I know who still says it
2: right. It's totally GIF.
3: Yeah. All right. Well you guys can vote. I'm going for GIF
2: uh, oh.
0: with a hard J. <gasps> choose. So it's a soft G. Just so
4: people don't know. There's confused. no there's only one J. There is no <laughs> there is no hard or soft G. There's, there's, there's
0: only one J. 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 <laughs> I appreciate that. Okay, exactly. pro I is it. GIF with a hard J. Con is, how do you say it?
1: GIF? GIF. GIF! GIF.
0: Gif. Oh, that's cool. Heef, It's pronounced heef.
1: Eef. The GSI is just yeah. if. <laughs> this is why we should not allow giraffes oh, to vote. Hefe. Eef.
0: Right. Okay. Eef. <laughs> there are some other pronunciations here.
1: It's a gift though. I wish our listeners could see me sadly shaking my head at your assertion.
0: Post your answer to Twitter using the hashtag poundStackOverlop Podcast, Stack with either Pro or Clon and your explanation. Short but convincing, fitted in 140 characters. The best explanation, whether on the winning side or the losing side, will be read on next week's podcast, and you will win a fabulous Stack Overflow sticker, courtesy of the Stack Overflow podcast. Also, also, because the idea for a constitution question this week was so bad, so bad, I I shouldn't be admitting that while I'm also asking people to vote on it. You do have to vote. But
4: if you do tweet (laughs) with hashtag Stack Overflow podcast and you advocate for the soft G, the GIF pronunciation, you can also get a free block on Twitter from me. I'll block you
1: <laughs> because you're wrong. See, what, what Anil understands, Arsh. Joel, and you do Arsh. not, is a proper yeah. constitution Arsh. Arsh. would protect us from the tyranny of the masses making such a decision.
3: Whoa. Oh, all right. Okay. We need an electoral college. I was trying to find
0: an electoral college joke. Some of you may notice that our guest today, Anil Dash. That's me is now the CEO of Fog Creek Software. That happened. It's true. We are sitting in the office of Stack Overflow, mm-hmm. and I'm sitting here using Trello to organize this whole podcast. I got little Trello it's cards and yeah, everything.
4: Yeah, it's a little intermingled.
0: So this is literally like sitting in your own like bathtub water that you haven't changed for 14 years. Oh,
4: wow. No, it's- <laughs> It's lukewarm. It's, it's, that's actually- And you're like a little
0: bit thirsty, I've, so you're sipping I, it. I
4: can't what? express how strongly I disagree. <laughs> With that analogy, that's just what I feel there like. were so I many no.
1: metaphors. There were like <laughs> yeah. there were thousands of possible metaphors. Yeah, that were I'm sitting in
4: your own bathwater. I think more accurately, Joel, I am sitting just in eat. your bathwater. Yeah, how are we in the
1: Joel soup? Worse. This is what?
3: Are, what? <laughs> I was hoping
0: Spolsky suit. That out on your own. Oh, yeah,
4: let's yeah. just
3: cancel the podcast.
0: Well, this is done. Spolsky suit. Right. we're not right. making any more podcasts. No more podcasts. For those of you that live a life free of Joel software yeah. and companies. You don't know what this is like to just be surrounded by everything. Everything. Can we make our own bottled water? I think three three companies is enough. So there's a complicated family tree that not everybody might know because it's all happened over the last 16 years. Well, the only person who listens to this podcast is my father. So,
1: well, you guys Uh, should create an image that lays out this family tree and can be used in multiple places to explain it. We did, and then I got
4: some critiques on the family tree. But if you go to FogCreek.com, you can see said tree at the bottom of the page. And the short version of it is, in the beginning, there was Joel on software. There was the Joel blog, the one source of truth. Yeah. And then Fogbugs, the first Fog Creek sort of signature product. Not the first product, because there was CityDesk. No, things.
0: Fogbugs was before City Desk. Oh,
4: well, okay. All right. Yeah. I yeah. understand corrected. I should know that since I work there.
1: But Fogbugs was created to track the bugs in whatever actual saleable thing you were going to build, right? Which wound up being CityDesk. It wasn't... That's when you right. developed Fogbugs, you weren't planning yeah. that as, a, as the product right right yeah
0: there's
4: well there's a lot of there's a lot of creation myths along the way but at any rate fog bugs we should make up
0: new better ones because it's getting far enough in the back that we can say anything really right yeah people will buy i've I've found people will believe anything back in the day of punch cards you see
1: no one believed joel could overnight fog bugs to people professor wanted wanted (laughs) him to quit the class but he persevered yeah but no
0: and fog bugs is
4: awesome and and that team is actually still making a very good bug tracking app and then Along the way, that led to creating other products, some of which have come and gone, and then some of the ones that really thrived were Stack Overflow, yeah, its earliest incarnations, yep. and
0: Trello, Trello, each now its own standalone company, yeah. And an important part as we get to creation myth is that Stack Overflow was a JV, a joint venture between yes. Stack Overflow and Coding Horror, aka Fatwood, would. yeah. And so that yeah, that was like a little
4: superhero team up, and that yeah. spun out, and then I guess wow, several months ago now, maybe the beginning of the year. You and Michael Pryor, the co-founders of Fog Creek, came to me and were like, hey, what do, you, what do you think about coming over here and doing this thing? Yeah. And you said, never in a million years. Yeah, that was it. No, it's like, you know, I love Fog Creek, but really me? This thing? I don't
0: know. Yeah. Dragged my feet for a long time. Well, we were waiting five years for you to finish that other thing.
4: Yeah. Well, I had a, yeah, I had a <laughs> startup I was doing. But also, it was like, not in a bad way, but I think it was a little like intimidating. It's like, well, this is so venerable and also so identified with you and with Michael and this sort of this DNA of Joel on software. Cause like, I wouldn't, I'm not like, I, you know, I've made a living as a coder, but I'm like, not like I have a really strong opinion about programming. Yeah. So I was like,
0: Oh, I don't know. You know, is that going to be. My opinions are all in things like how to pronounce names of various file formats. Yeah. Well, and 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 you being so (laughs) wrong,
4: you being so wrong about the pronunciation of GIF, I think, emboldened <laughs> me to feel like, well, there's a place for me here in this organization. That's right. Yeah, you can't there, are, that there
3: are things yeah. you can get started fixing right away.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That was yeah. a, that's just, just
3: cleaning up immediately how we pronounce file formats. That's right. First memo from right. Neil Dash CEO to... That's run. your 100-day plan. Right, exactly. Day <laughs> one, it's
4: pronounced GIF. The second <laughs> item on the agenda... Nobody wears sleeves at this organization. It was actually ever again. it was actually in part of Gun your rider show. before you twenty four seven. Yeah, that's it. And then green M&Ms. That's on the rider, number three. <laughs> that was it? And water from Fiji.
0: So we're we're on our way. You know GIF means marijuana in Egyptian? That's great. Sorry, I just <laughs> to throw that. That's out good. There. So remember hashtag Stack Overflow Podcast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if there's one clear takeaway from all this, it's that Joel should at most be CEO of one company, and that company should have some concerns,
0: probably.
4: Yeah, most. Yeah, like with <laughs> an asterisk. <laughs> asterisk. It should be like a ceremonial kind of thing, it, it
0: actually kind of is. Have you ever seen me get anything done in this company? I have. No, I that's have. not yeah. true. That we create the illusion after the fact. Oh, all right. We try to recreate, good. recreate some semblance. Relatedly, I'm on the board of Stack Overflow. True. <laughs> I do. I do. Oops. You're the only one that knows that after every one of those board meetings, I... Sneak out and say, why don't you guys all fire me, please? I'll give you time to talk amongst yourselves. Oh,
4: that's <laughs> and no. never take the hint. We don't, know. <sighs> we would never do. Oh. The plan is a lot more elaborate and painful than that. I don't <laughs> that's, know, that's right. Really it's, very... it's not painful <laughs> enough. <laughs> the plan is to keep me running it. Yeah, but no, it's been exciting. And then the Fog Creek team has been working for some time on a new platform, a new tool. GoMix. Go GoMix. And that launched this week. And that oh, yeah. was, like, the most exciting thing in the world for me. Because, like, it's Amazing. it's so cool. And I saw it when it was under development. It was called HyperDev. And, and, you know, there were sort of betas of it out. And people kicking the tires on it for some time now. Yeah. And that was actually the thing that got me. Because, like, you brought me in. And, like, I got to meet the team and see what they were building. And I was like, this is just cool as hell. This is really cool. I want to use it. And it, for me, it was like, you can, well, you, you use it to build apps. And it's sort of, you can get a Node.js app running in basically, like, 30 seconds. Like, yeah. you can remix a app that's working and make something else. Collaborative. You go
0: to GoMix.com, you either find an app that does exactly what you want, click Remix, and now you got your own server running, your own URL, you got the code, you can edit the code. The minute you edit the code, your new code is already running. There's mm-hmm. no build process, there's no, no setup, deployment. No, deployment. Yeah, no provisioning nothing. servers. It's nothing. just running. It's just yeah. 100% of the time running. One of the things that's sort of interesting, I kind of like that, because all of the things that scare you about that are things which stop me from doing things that I should have done before. Yeah. So, for example, I remember YouTube came out at a time when there were millions of websites that were trying to figure out how to get user-generated video content to work somehow, but they also didn't want to host user-generated video right, content right. because they were afraid it would rapidly turn into a pornography distribution center or that they would suddenly... there was That was even a problem with the Flickr generation. There was yeah, like, yeah, a lot of people f- that were like, oh, we can't thing. just host photos. right? It was image bucket, photo bucket or whatever. Yeah. They were like, we'll host it, but if it ever gets on the front page of Reddit, we're going to stop showing it. yeah, yeah. Because the more popular it is, we'll turn it off. Yeah. And so now you created a system where the minute it starts to succeed even a little bit, it starts to self-destruct, yeah. which is a ridiculously bad idea. And YouTube just sat through the billions of dollars of losses while they hosted everybody's videos and tried to figure out a video model and turned out to be one of the best you know, business models of all time. Mm-hmm. And I think there's some other examples of that. So essentially, we made that mistake with Copilot where we're like, okay. This was when Ev had written his blog post saying, the end of free, we're going to start charging for things on the internet <laughs> now. <laughs> At least I am, which he didn't. And <laughs> there's, there's, oops, there's no hope. You know, you got to charge for it. And we were like, all right, I'm going to charge a dollar. And I think it was maybe $5 or $10. And you can use Copilot. And it seems like the perfect price. But
1: Joe, for our listeners, remind them what Copilot did.
0: Just Copilot was, uh, I'm having problems with my computer. You call up your uncle who knows computers. And you both go to this website, copilot.com. And all of a sudden, he's controlling your computer and fixing it. It's a remote control login, nice
1: sort mm, yeah. of. Yep, and it was thing. before log me in and all those kind of popular mobile
0: right. Versions. Very easy to use, but the way we made it work is, hey, pay with PayPal and we'll charge you ten bucks or five bucks or whatever, and you can use it for up to a day. And then we made memberships, but that was really like that friction was huge. Yeah, and what we were afraid of honestly was the bandwidth because we were paying for not very much bandwidth, and we did big complicated calculations and discovered that it was going to be you know up to a dollar in bandwidth that we were going to pay to run Copilot and. You know, that was like 2001 bandwidth prices. But the economics had changed so much around something like bandwidth. And
4: even, right. even like YouTube got on the right side of that. Right. For like broadband and, and, and people being barely by the skin of their teeth. Because right, right. They made it by like a couple months. Like if right. they had done the exact same product
0: two six months, months, earlier two months earlier or whatever. Yeah.
4: Yeah. It would have been, it would have been Yeah. Totally my different.
0: friend did uh, YouTube. He did the same product, the same features, et cetera, six months before YouTube or a year before YouTube. is called Earth Noise. And they just ran out of money. Yeah. They raised $8 million and they just, Ran out. <laughs>
4: yeah, and I mean, we did a, I did a blogging tools back then, movable type and type in, and we would have to monitor like how many photos people uploaded because right. storage space cost money then, right? So we were, yeah. like there was no AWS or whatever. And so like the economics of like just what it takes to offer a service to people has, it changed so radically while we were doing it. So we became, I think later, the first consumer service that used AWS at all. Yeah. And, and all of a sudden it was like, oh, well, we can do whatever we want and we can figure out all these things. But we had already set up to like, the pricing model based on like oh no your photo upload is too big and we're going to just shut you down right but it was so you wouldn't go out of business like you, we had a guy who put up a quicktime file because there was no youtube of an american idol contestant singing their winning song and oh. then you know the seo was great so it was like the first result in google if you yeah. search Yay, for her name winning. right and then all of a sudden we were just like there was this class, guy was who 14, had a ran- right, exactly hours, right so this have guy have who had a random on. blog that all of a sudden his transfer of yeah. data was more than the entire rest of the site combined times 10. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. And you're like, oh, what just happened? And it was, it was literally $10,000
0: in a day for playing content that wasn't ours. Right. Dave from- Weiner got wiped out by his number one blogging thing on his platform, Edit This Page, which is where Joel and Software started. And Joel was always number two. And number one was some guy that uploaded old... Musical themes to TV shows like the Brady Bunch. Right. Thing. <laughs> Which today would be on YouTube. Which today would be on YouTube. And that stuff just became sort of a canonical source to get it. And he just, the bandwidth was huge there. Yeah. And then the question is like, how much am I going to
4: subsidize this person right. that's paying me have a $5 model a month where or that $0 makes you a win. month or whatever? Yeah. And even like stuff that we just think of as stupid now of like, you go to Stripe and you just sign up and you pay them your 3% and you do payments. And we were like, we're going to have to build an entire payment gateway and go to authorized.net and the, yeah. Credit card transactions are going to eat. You know, oh, if we're man. getting five bucks a month, we're getting we're giving them a dollar out of it. Yep. And so, like, just the things that are so much easier. So, like, that's this is one of those uphill through the snow
0: both ways. Well, yeah. And I mean, <laughs> it's <laughs> not. <laughs>
4: but but I think actually it goes to the to you the Fog kids Creek these point. days
0: don't know how good you are. Yeah, it. exactly. But well, where that comes to GoMix is right. that we're actually like launching a container, running a server for you the minute you hit that URL and you can hit it. Yeah. Seven times, and we'll launch seven containers for you. And you're just running a server on the internet, which we will run for you. Yeah. And our approach was sort of like, yeah, that could get expensive, and somebody could host something that's trying to calculate, you know, prime numbers for some reason. Yeah. Please don't mine your Bitcoin on GoMix. Yeah. Please don't mine your Bitcoin yeah. on GoMix. Eventually, we'll figure that one out if you try to do that. But, but anything else is probably worth it because it's just silly to optimize yeah. for today's economics. And the thing that jumps out to me, I mean, I can say this because I'm new, but like the team
4: at Fock Creek is brilliant and they've been doing awesome work. So like, I'm, you know, I I take no credit for that, but the thing I did is I went back and looked at Heroku when they launched Yeah. and in 2007, which unbelievably is 10 years ago now, they were like, well, we want to do a IDE that lets you edit in the browser and we want to provision your servers for you automatically. And we want to auto deploy Mm -hmm. your code to node and we want to do all these things, right? they didn't have Node yet. And they started stringing it all together. And it was like, there was no Docker, let alone Docker Swarm. There was no AWS for the kind of infrastructure pieces that we're doing. There was like, Node was not as mature. Like all these different things were missing. And so like the thing that I've learned from like your infrastructure matures is you actually, it changes the kind of thing you can do. It's not Mm -hmm. just like it got faster, it got cheaper, it got whatever. It's like, we can do something different in kind. And so I I actually was really excited to like sort of send the Heroku folks a note and be like, look, this idea you had was right. And also there's sort of no new ideas under the sun. Like it's not like something's original and nobody's ever thought of it. Yeah. It's just that you have to hit the right time of when everybody's going to be ready to do something. And and then yep. I think, you know, with GoMix in particular, it's like, it is both the thing that hardcore dev who's like, I got a great idea. I just don't want to deal with provisioning servers right now. can go and just drop their code on there and pull it in from GitHub and be off and running. But for me, where I'm like a lousy coder these days, mm-hmm. like something that works and I can use it as a starting point, that feels like when I used to do view source. You do. Yeah. You know, and just be like, oh, let me just tweak this thing and make
0: the thing I want to make. Yeah. If I could start with somebody else's code that's doing the same kind of thing that I'm doing, I'll find a place that I edit it and then I'll go to Stack Overflow and cut and paste all the things that I need to do. Yeah. And then I got code running and it's on the internet and I'm done and my programming problem is solved.
4: Right. and it just And that was the part that I loved was solving mm-hmm. the problem. I didn't love the like managing a dev environment.
1: So, Anil, what's the biggest, like, cultural change you're going to make now that you have wrested power from, like, is it like now, uh, like, a good question. people can, people are now allowed um, wow. to draw mustaches on the oil paintings There's, of Joel? Uh, yeah, I don't know.
4: Has anybody ever seen the tweet by uh, Dick Costello when he joined as COO of Twitter? <laughs> no. And yes. His, 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 one of the great tweets in the history of Twitter, which is like, day one as COO, first job is to consolidate power and undermine the CEO. <laughs> and and then of course like two years later he was the CEO of Twitter <laughs> for a while, and I always really admired Dick's forthrightness. Um, of course, like the tweet looked really bad in retrospect once he became CEO. <laughs> so I didn't tweet that, but that's basically the roadmap. I get, like yeah. that's what I'm thinking Wait, about. Who are you going to replace the king?
1: So step yeah. two is you're going to paint Joel as a guy who's off making dresses and not running the company. If I understand yeah, yeah, yeah. the parallel the correctly, all- yeah.
4: Yeah, yeah, he's, what's that guy doing over there? I don't know. And then, yeah, so. so Joel
1: playing around at Square last week. I don't know what he's up to, but.
4: Right, exactly. The goal is to undermine Joel. I think everything else is like icing oh, on the cake. Oh, you and I should talk then, because I've been working on that for a long time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, that's... Just to be oh, clear, what? Joel controls the soundboard, dear listeners. Yeah, yeah, I think that's pretty We're working obvious. on now, it, we're
3: working on it.
4: I think culturally, like, you know, in all seriousness, like, everything was that was core to the culture was why I joined. I mean, I, I remember being a working coder in 2000 and reading the Joel test and being like, Oh, this is why everything we make sucks. <laughs> you know, like this is why, this is why I'm miserable. The lack I, of this. Actually. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Our listeners yeah, 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 exactly. Right, right. We're, we are a zero on the Joel <laughs> test and this is why my life is hell at work. And then just being like this sort of epiphany of like, Oh, there's a place you can go and do this. And I think, that was really – because, like, I mean, the other stuff, like, the superficial stuff of, like, we have nice lunches and stuff. Like, I think a lot of com- copy, companies yeah. have copied. Thanks to Google, mostly. Yeah, Google yeah. Google
0: copied it from me, for the record. Right,
4: exactly. And they and they acknowledge <laughs> that, too. And then to say, yeah, okay, you know, but at the same time, like, I, I was saying the Joel, this this sort of reveals too much about my thought process. I was like, you know, the Joel test didn't say Google shouldn't illegally collude with Apple against its own employees to, like – to, keep their d- to well. depress their wages. Yeah. So like it probably should have, because they did that, that with like 12 other companies. <laughs> and so I'm like, if only we had updated the Joel test to be like, don't try and screw your employees out of their wages, then more companies would have done that. <laughs> <laughs> and so so that was sort of like the the cultural unfinished business where I was like, let's just continue forward You know what Fog Creek has just always been about. Just keep adding things to the exactly. test. Exactly. Is that, right, right. Let's, let's clarify and, and extend. <laughs> so it's it's going like, to be like you know,
3: 400 questions. That...
4: Exactly, green M&Ms and please don't <laughs> <laughs> illegally collude against your own workers. Right. <laughs> and and I think that
3: sort of like I just that have thing one more like, question in my interview sure? before I accept the job. <laughs> Do you ever illegally collude against your own employees?
4: I, You know, and the thing is shame on us for not putting it on the list before. But I guess we didn't no, think we had to mention to it. Us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> had, hadn't occurred to me that was what you're going to do by
3: default. How about manipulating
0: it. the uh, stock option?
3: Grant strike right, price. Right, yeah. right,
0: right. Retroactively. Yeah. Also
3: illegal. Yeah. <laughs> I have an important question about Fog Creek culture. Are you going to maintain mm. the rule at Fog Creek where people who don't want to eat lunch together are actually forced to attend the company <laughs> lunches and converse with coworkers oh, that they yeah, hate? Oh,
4: yeah, yeah, Compulsory. Yeah, yeah. Compulsory it's, lunches. It, absolutely. Compulsory lunches. That's a weird Anything one. that makes people feel like awkward or like they're being forced into interacting with others,
0: that's mandated. So, yeah, that was a weird controversy which has been probably covered <laughs> on this podcast before. Oh, I didn't I know. I don't know, know if we talked about it. Was. I, um, I think I've established I don't the This is back in the days of Jeff Atwood, back, I think, yeah. which is that I wrote a quick blog post saying, hey, at Fog Creek, we eat lunch together every day. It's really fun. It's one of the nice benefits mm-hmm. of the job. Mm-hmm, it's a great rest from the work that you're doing, et cetera, et cetera. And I didn't realize- actually the highlight The of my internet
3: day. lost their mind.
0: Well, of all the things I've ever written on Dolan Software, nothing got so much negative feedback as that one post saying we enjoy eating lunch together and it's free. And people are like, are you kidding? Fact check. There's no
3: such are thing as a
0: free lunch. Kidding?
3: <laughs> no, it was no. that people were like, I hate my coworkers and yeah, I yeah, would yeah, hate yeah, working yeah, for a company yeah. where I'm expected to eat lunch with them. Right.
4: I actually do remember the conversation. And I think it triggered the impulse people have of why am I being forced to sign a birthday card for a person I've never met? Right. Right? You know, like this, like this, ah, I'm or in this I'm horrible. I'm an introvert. Right. Or I'm in a true, but there's a little bit of that, like, I'm in a horrible, like, cubicle being forced to do this thing I don't yeah. want to do. Yeah. And now they're, like, twisting my arm to go eat some slop. So the first in the thing kitchen.
0: is, like, I'd literally never seen, like, I will cop to the fact that I'd never seen an instance of somebody that did not enjoy the lunch together that we had at Fog Creek. Mm. And I guess we'd probably selected out a few of those in the early, early days. There were probably some mm. interns that didn't come back because well, they just didn't like it. What it is is
4: it's a different thing. Yeah. And I think there's a couple structural reasons why. I think the first is, basically like one big ass table. Yeah. Right. So my title is the CEO. And the first day I was like, I wonder if anybody's going to sit with me at lunch. Do
1: you know what I mean? Like that's still. And you know, I assume you sat in Joel's old throne at the head of the table. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. It's
4: uh, okay. Okay. So it's, it's like a conveyor belt that just feeds you up to the throne. Yeah. No, but I was just like, ah, gosh, I wonder if anybody's going to sit with me. And then I was like, oh, it's one table, there is no, nobody's gonna sit with me, there is no cliquishness and there is no- No, you're just you just join a group of people that are there. Well, right, but that's not obvious. So like in yeah. your post, you know, when you're like, everybody sits together at lunch, you're like, oh, there's gonna be these three tables and- I'm gonna be all by myself over or, there. Or these people yeah. who are like brown nosing to this management person over here are gonna go sit there or am like, there's, I think that perception
0: is sort of brought with you. It's absolutely it, true. 100% of the people that were reacting negatively Came from an environment where I too would not want to be forced to eat lunch. Yeah. In that yeah. environment, in particular, the other thing that they're sort of forgetting is that if you get a private office, you don't actually see other human beings for the first three yeah. hours in the morning, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's your first break to actually socialize, talk about movies. Especially because you human wrote beings. that
4: before there was Slack, before there was Google Hangouts, yep. and so I mean, that's a, the other thing is like in the office all day, we're like on Google Hangouts with each other and in Slack, and and it's very sort of you know social yeah every yeah, social, social, social and, and, and right, right exactly yeah. and so like there's this there's the connection there already so you, you know who you're having lunch with but that stuff wasn't obvious and i think if sure. i had just read it i'd yeah. have been like oh god they've got this like team spirit yeah. dude is twisting my arm <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. to go and yeah. eat spaghetti with him today and like, i don't want <laughs> to do that yeah. it's
3: always spaghetti to be clear yeah exactly I mean, I, every day
4: every day is spaghetti well i mean we had like pork buns the other day like good ones i was like my I didn't know Wait, like char-shoe like, bao,
1: like that kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, well, all like,
4: right. They went all in, and I was like, wow, that's like that's grown folks' food. That was just for you. Usually yeah, it's spaghetti. Thanks. That's...
1: Yeah, everybody else had SpaghettiOs. But... <laughs> <laughs> the rest of them got half a portion of gruel, so you could have yeah. the char-shoe bao that day. <laughs> Please, sir,
4: Can I have some? No. Did
1: I, did I say spaghetti? I meant SpaghettiOs.
3: It's actually SpaghettiOs. You just <laughs> oh, get a half can, can of SpaghettiOs.
4: It's spaghetti X's, It's off-brand. <laughs> <laughs> a little cheaper. We save a half a cent.
3: <laughs> Spaghetti zeros.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Slightly narrower oh. than. My it's like line. an eye opener.
3: It's like it's like realizing just the vast gulf between what a lot of people's normal working experience is and the everything that Joel writes about the environment that we tried to create. Yeah. It was like the mirror opposite. Yeah. I come into work and I go into my office and it's quiet and I get three hours of solid work done before lunch. And then I go and I talk to people during lunch. And then I go back in my office and it's quiet and I get work yeah. done. And people are like, I come in and I have three hours of people interrupting me and, and talking meetings. to me and they won't leave yeah. me alone. And then lunch is like my one hour to myself where I can get something done. And I was like, oh, yeah. that is a different world. I mean, world. that's
4: the thing. It's real, right? Like yeah. I've read Joel and Software from the beginning and I read all the sort of like the, the Talmud of Joel about like, here's how you have a company. And like this thing of like, Here's what you ought to do. Even I was skeptical. And I was like, uh, really? Do they really do that? And it's real. I think that was like one of the most shocking things as I was considering joining Fogger, because like, oh, this thing is a thing you can actually do.
0: <laughs> there is sort of a repeated theme of people joining Stack Overflow and about three months later saying, Yeah, I remember all the propaganda you told me before I joined. About Mm -hmm. what a great place it was to work, and it's really true. Yeah, It's like three months later, they're just like waiting for the other shoe to drop. Well, right, but I
4: think it's hard to overestimate how much people are sort of beaten down by their other jobs and their other experiences where – it is horrible. Ex-employees piled up dead
0: like cordwood in the basement. <laughs> exactly. for. And they're like, we're...
4: Yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's fueled by their tears. Yeah, exactly. And, the, you know, and that's how the turbine moves. But they're the, the, like, of well, unicorns in Yeah, present. exactly. <laughs> and I mean, I had a conversation the other day with Adam, one of the guys on the Fog Creek team, and he's one of the more sort of tenured folks. He's been there some time, eight years. Yeah. And we, well, we were talking about some work stuff and then we were sort of like just talking about like chatting. And it ended up being about an hour of conversation. And, and he was like, is this a meeting? And I was like, well, no, we're just talking, like, I, you know, getting to know folks while I'm still new or whatever. He's like, okay, because this is the longest meeting I've ever had. You know? And, 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 and it was just sort of an epiphany me because I was like, I got to be more careful with that so I'm not, like, stealing people's time. But also, yeah. there just hasn't been, you know, for somebody that's been there longer than almost anybody, he's never had to actually talk to, you know, a management person... For an hour ever. And even when it finally did happen, it was mostly because we were just talking socially about other stuff. And so, like, that was a really – that was an education to me because I've been in jobs where I had bosses that droned at me for an hour <laughs> all the time.
0: All right. Well, Anil Dash is now the CEO of Fog Creek Software. You can find his personal blog at com. his Twitter at Anil Dash. We should get you, like, a real Anil Dash or fake Anil Dash. Yeah, you know,
3: I'm Dash. verified,
0: man. Verified
3: Anil Dash with a check mark. Yep. Oh, did you get it back? Didn't you make your profile private and lose it? And then... Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. But, you know, they can't keep it away too long. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Coming on the show, Anil. <clears throat> Here, audience, <clears throat> Shall we do some news? Ooh. Sounds good. <laughs>
2: very own Nick Craver wrote a blog post on how Stack Overflow makes money. He writes, quote, I am insanely lucky to work with some of the best developers, sysadmins, designers, managers, marketers, sales, and all of the people who support that in the world. I don't build Stack Overflow. We build Stack Overflow, unquote.
1: This is, <laughs> this is a great segue off our last sort thing. sort of mediocre. <laughs> mm. like, Nick, what's going on? Here? This definitely is one of those things that feels like like I know what Nick is saying and I think it's inspirational, but if you're yes. an outsider in a crappy job, it's like, I love how Stack Overflow makes money. I love yeah. my partners. It is not I. It, like it's one of the lens is so clouded. Like it sounds irzets,
0: but it's not. It's real.
1: Yeah, and actually, mm. if you read the post, actually, I don't think it, the post doesn't have that problem. Right, the, as he walks through, sort of, his. it's a great
0: post because like a lot of people just don't know how Stack Overflow makes money, or that it makes money, or that it's a company, or that yeah, they that's um, very they're true. always blown away when I'm like, hey, you guys, I posted somewhere that we now have 300 employees at Stack Overflow, which it was is, on Hacker News, it was on Hacker News, and yeah. people were like, what? 300 yeah, yeah.
1: employees What did they do they even another whole company
0: that. yeah <laughs> and somebody has to sort the green m&ms yeah well right <laughs> yeah. six of
1: them are joel's first footmen, and then obviously there's valets Look, we're
0: answering eight thousand questions a day that God, takes at least 300 people and somebody uh, has to split the spaghetti o's from the spaghetti x's true and it's cool that nick wrote a really good post got a lot of eyeballs from a really from a developer perspective i guess yeah it
4: was good because it the story is there but it hasn't been obvious i think people just sort really of don't know it and i have that all the time with Thing. Right, I'm on the board, and they're like, "Yeah, that's great. I, I use it all the time. Is it going to be around? Like, how does it make money?" I
0: was like, "It's a real business. They definitely a real business." And the answer, unicorns. We have two unicorns in the back room, and oh, wow. we use them to punch the holes in the middle of CD discs. You know, there's a circular hole in the middle, and you mm, punch that right. on a unicorn's horn. That's why that's a secret. <laughs> and then we trade money ha- for that. What happens with the CDs? We sell them. We sell them in our <laughs>
4: records. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. Yeah. The hard part is the time travel. Yeah.
0: (laughs) our records. No. No. (laughs) Unicorn solved that too. Don't worry. Yeah. (sighs) Well, we don't have to tell our podcast listeners are super educated. We don't have to tell them how we make money. Go read the blog post. Or read the blog post by our own Nick Craver. Nick Craver is sort of, I guess, what's the title? He's the head of the architecture group? Yeah, architecture. Yeah. Nice. That's right. It's a little bit more like the, if you do that, you will blow up my
1: server's with yeah. incompetence. That sounds technical complex. and complex. That I'm going to go with like that. the Anthony okay. Hopkins in yeah. Westworld. Keep going with this theme.
3: To be clear, he doesn't like to be called architect because that okay. sounds stupid. It's the architecture lead, which is your totally different.
1: Send your letters to...
3: That's a much better term.
0: What? I don't mind Architect. That's a that term
2: he uses in his blog, yeah.
0: There was sort of the syndrome of the Java era where architects started to mean a Java programmer with 18 months or more of experience.
1: Yeah, okay. And nothing else. Because it's yeah. sort of
0: like that was everybody's career ambition was to move up from developer to architect. Yeah, it sounds nope. good. Tell their grandmother that they were an architect. Well, an architects boss engineers around in construction.
1: I'm going to so call him, him Art Vandelay
0: in an obscure Seinfeld yeah. reference. <laughs> exactly. That is, so that is a good Seinfeld <laughs> That's reference. That's exactly. Art Vandelay exactly. lead. <laughs> <laughs> and you want to be my latex salesman. Okay. <laughs> Enough Seinfeld jokes.
2: Uh, Do we have more news items, Yelena? We do. When are you (laughs) too young to code? When should you teach your children how to code? A recent trend has parents buying tech toys in mass and registering children as young as two years old for programming classes in order to give them a head start. Ooh. Some academic centers in New York City have seen an explosion of parents registering their four-year-olds in programming classes, which cost between $300 and $600. Dr. Kat Cohen, founder and CEO of an admissions counseling service, explained saying, quote, Private school admissions are cutthroat, and to be honest, three- and four-year-olds don't have a ton that makes them stand out from other three- and four-year-olds. That cool. okay. but if
0: they know OCaml instead of just Java right. like the other three-year-olds. What's a nice way to say like Manhattan-based
4: admissions counselors for kindergartens are the worst people in the world? <laughs> that works. That works. Is, <laughs> is there like a-
2: you, just do you know any nice of people in the old- I've encountered them. I have a really?
4: five-year-old who started kindergarten a couple months ago. Okay, congratulations. Public school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you know, parenting in Manhattan is always like essentially fraught. Can, fraught. I, can I use my child as a proxy for why I'm dominating these other people down the street? Oh, right. It's a weird. Yeah, it's like total projection. Mm. And okay. so when they're getting into the like competitive, what is it? Competitive, competitive preschool admissions oh yeah, thing. They're trying to do the like whose kid is doing the most. And I, I was like, listen, like. These children are eating paste and picking their noses. Like there's no you know what I mean? Like <laughs> there's it's not... one of them in Manhattan. This is not Queens. Yeah, well, yes, they are. And the rest of what you want them to do, like, who cares? Like let them play Legos and be children. I like the way you say
0: Legos instead of just eat paste. Yeah. yeah. Or
2: both. And boogers. Yeah. I have a friend Truman, he's one of the CTOs at Bloomberg, and I was actually talking to him about it. He has an eight-year-old and a four-year-old. And he started the four-year-old with Roblox. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, as long as it's fun, you know. Yeah, there's awesome toys.
4: Yeah. Like there's a thing. I mean, technically, I think it's a scratch like programming environment that they have for um, the BVA droid, oh, yeah. Star Wars droid. You have this little Bluetooth droid. Yeah. And you pair it with your iPad and you can give it instructions for where to roll around. And my son was doing that when he was four. But I wasn't like, I really, really <laughs> want you to learn programming. Let's do a I was code like, review. let's play with
1: Star Wars.
4: Right. That's fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so- not code golf. <laughs>
0: Jay, you have children.
1: It feels like there's two different issues. Like, I think there's a weird overlap between like what's a good age to encourage kids or expose them to code where they might enjoy it, or where they it seems like they enjoy it. You can kind of help them get like to your mm-hmm. point. Like my mm-hmm. son played with Scratch Junior. There's like an even simpler version, and he loved it. Like he created the yeah, loop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really where good. the guy moved seven times, Scratch and then it created amazing. a loop yeah. where it buzzed yeah. a buzzer forever, yeah. forever. <laughs> And I would go and yeah. break the loop because yeah, I'm like, oh, Total. he's just dragging stuff right. randomly. And he would go and put it back. Down. I'm like, nope, he can do that. Like, this yeah. this resonates.
4: <laughs> and it's so much better than Logo was at the same age. Like, I, I was four or five when I found Logo. And it was like, okay, right. Turtle made a square. But look, this is cool.
1: I think that's blended with, there's a different thing, which is yeah. like the over intense preparing children at a what's clearly a play and exploration age for like you know, competitive college admission. Yeah. Did your kids go to preschool? You talked about the, like, preschool in the city? Uh, daycare, yeah. Because we we wanted to put Griffin in play school just because he was excited about lots of learning stuff. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And there are no good, like, all of the options. There were, like, more pretentious <laughs> and less pretentious. But they all had, like, applications that, like, you had to drop off on a certain day. First come, first serve, they were going to be reviewed. And there were essays. Yeah, they didn't write them yeah, it was the whole thing. Two yeah. and a half. This is, yeah. like, pre-prepared. They're yeah. two and a half. And there's essays, to your point, about, like, what delights your child? Right. Now, like, right. He's two um, and a half, not yeah. puking. He's super yeah, exactly. happy when, when he's I not change puking. his diaper.
4: Like, I don't know what. But, like, what do you want like, me to do? This say? is
1: yeah. nonsense. You were literally yeah. sitting there, like, yeah. what is this in X? <laughs> like, madness. how does someone review these? And what those
4: things make obvious is it's the parents competing with each other. It's got nothing to do with the kids. Yeah, nothing. And so, and so like, that's the thing it's like, for me, like, I was lucky I had a Vic 20 when I was five and and I could do logo coding on it you know and it was like simple Oh, cool! and it was so fun and I was like that's all I want like the rest is like I'm certainly not going to win the like New York parenting competition but like can we have fun hacking on something I had like a one foot piece of a two by four and a (laughs) nail (laughs) that was my (laughs)
0: toy (laughs) I could hammer the nail into the two by four I had a piece of string and
4: a ball of mud (laughs) <laughs> that was that was my logo 20. turtle.
0: Wow. So yeah, lucky. I was very fortunate. Well, you've gone and wasted another hour of your life listening to Stack Overflow podcast number 96 <laughs> recorded Thursday, December 8th, 2016. At Stack Overflow Headquarters, this podcast has been brought to you by IBM Watson. What does the world with IBM Watson look like? With Watson, the world is getting healthier, safer, cleaner, more creative, and even more personal. That's cognitive that matters. Welcome to the IBM Watson world. And the Pizza Saver. All hail the Pizza Saver. The pipsqueak piece of plastic protecting people's pies. Did you Did you get that? Did you get that? Should I say it again fast? there audio engineer is... Carlos Hernandez, audio editor is David Greenlee, producer is Jess Pardue. We
3: are not cutting out Uber for dicks.
0: Executive producer is Caitlin Kike, or Anil Dash, David Robinson, Jay Long It's talking I'm Joel Spolsky. Goodbye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Bye-bye.
1: Glad we're back to the pizza saver. I had a follow-up item. You have no freaking clue how big a dime is. I just wanted yeah, to highlight that. it's a quarter, that. not a dime. It's like a quarter. That's what I <laughs> no, It's like, I mean. like, a, big, yeah, it's like a, a silver fair. dollar. It a dollar piece. It's like it's a silver it's dollar. dollar. It's nowhere yeah. near dime size. It's it's really, yeah. I'll tell you the
0: truth. I do know how big a dime is. I just don't know how big those little pizzas are.
3: <laughs> The last <laughs> time Joel <laughs> ordered a pizza from a place that comes with a pizza That's right. thing.
1: Joel's like, the last chef that brought me a pizza was executed.
2: It's like me. I'm like a 6'5", stuck in a 4'11 body. It's also Actually
3: <laughs> Joel's writer, he never handles change. You guys, change is gross. I'd like to unsubscribe. I've left this
5: Slack channel.
1: We got a face full of code. Cluck, 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 cluck.